Welcome to Fintech Chatting presented by Tier 1 People, leaders in fintech executive search. Follow us on your favorite podcast player or Fintech Chatter TV on YouTube. Hello and welcome to fin- another Fintech Shot. This one is coming at you smoother than a coffee patron. I'm joined by my good friend, Simone Joyce from Paper Plane. But before we chat to Simone, I've got a little bit of a call to arms. Recent data shows that the amount of fintech funding in Australia fell almost 90% last quarter compared to the previous year. I created this podcast to give a platform to fintech founders like Simone to help promote their story to the world. We're listened to in over 40 countries. And whilst we haven't seen a drop of 90% in listeners, we have seen a bit of a drop. So if you are listening, please give us a share on your social media platforms. Fintech Chatter is in the top 1% of the most shared podcasts on on Spotify. And it's also in the top 1% of the most listened to podcasts in the world. So you're already doing an amazing job. But if you could help us just that little bit more, I'd be forever grateful. Simone, welcome. Thank you, Dexter. It's good to be with you again. I'm, I'm going to be a bit teary. Oh. Are we saying goodbye? No, we're not. Do you know what? I've spent the last few weeks saying to everyone, I'm not going to the moon. I'm just going to work from a different office. It's fine. But just this weekend, I said bye to my mom and some of my family, and I was a mess. I'm like, oh, where's this coming from? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I told you in my text I would be tearing up, right? I know, I know. Well, don't you do that. But anyway, we're keeping our listeners in suspense. Share the good news. Oh, right. I am relocating myself and my family um, to New York in order to establish Paper Plane USA um, to look after some beachhead clients for us in that market and to think about establishing a support team um, to help support and grow that client base. Um, I'm moving actually in two days. So it's um, it's coming down to the wire and I am feeling it today. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, thank you so much for taking some time to join us. I invited you on the show because, you know, we've talked a lot over the years about the importance of international markets and fintechs in Australia looking to go international from day one. Um, and I thought this would be a great opportunity, not only to share the good news, but just, you know, maybe some of the experiences that you've had so mm-hmm. far, um, you know, any advice that you could give to founders. So I guess what really kind of stuck out to me is that you said there that you're going, first of all, to support some beachhead clients, which sounds to me like the ideal way of going and launching overseas. Could you tell us a little bit more about how that came about? Yeah, sure. So I think that you're right, Dexter, when you say, um, you know, global from day one. Um, But I will nuance that a little bit. Australia for us is a very good market and it's always going to be our headquarters, particularly um, in Brisbane, where our amazing team is is all based at the moment. Um, But for when we look forward into the future and we think about the partners and the shareholders that we've got, we know that we also need to be able to grow into new markets successfully in order to really fulfil the promise of the technology that we're building um, and the shareholders we've got. So we did a lot of, um, I suppose, soul and globe searching yeah. to figure out where the ideal market was for us. Um, and we we had a 
combination of factors that we were really looking for. Um, I originally thought a few years ago that it would be the UK, the global heartland of, of fintech, um, but it's not quite the case for us. So um, I think that we're doing. Aussies can't deal with this ashes stuff, can you? Deal, Dexter. I went no, move, no, no. Um, I, look, the UK is actually a lot more mature in some respects um, for the particular trend and tra- trajectory of the market that we're looking for, and the US is um, right in the sweet spot for us. Yeah. Um, so, look, the reason that I'm going, we did a bit of scenario mapping for what typically happens when companies choose to do this and some companies choose to find someone in market and deputize them and say look you're it um, build the brand find the clients um, that has some degrees of success but not necessarily for the client base that we're working with mm. um, the second option is um, that you do part-time splits so three weeks in the new market two weeks back in the home market and so on and so forth I don't have the stamina for that type of travel and I'm pretty sure that uh, my four children would be um, not pleased (laughs) with those arrangements, let alone my husband. Um, So we actually went for what um, looks to be the most effective option for having success in the market, which is um, clients that we're looking at really, really respect and value having found a CEO function in their market. Give them a nice big cuddle and show how important that market is to us as a company. So um, it's also the best way to protect our downside. It's the best way to measure honestly and clearly exactly what's happening in that market and to calibrate the whole way through with the board and with um, the executive team back here in in Australia. So that's what we're doing. Awesome. Um, Interesting that you touched on on the kind of differences between the UK and the US markets because I always kind of chuckle when I see you know, some of my network talking and I, I get a lot of actual businesses approach me to be mm. on the podcast from the US um, and they're talking about these solutions. I'm like, we, we ain't got that problem, right? It's like, <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. what, what, what do you see as the opportunity for, mm. you know, not just paper plane, but Australian fintech innovation yeah. to go into the US and actually be successful? Yeah, I think the first thing that people look at is the size of the market and there is no denying that it is many times over bigger than Australia. So that's okay. Um, I think it's, so for us, obviously looking at trends in both um, business banking and real-time payments as well as other impacts on that such as um, open banking or open data um, and mixing all that together to figure out whether the sweet spots for us to fill up. For us, we're looking at things like the advent of FedNow to sit alongside the um, existing RTP service from the clearinghouse and the competitive pressure that will bring to the market. We're looking at what challenger banks are doing in that market. So we've seen some success with consumer-focused challenger banks or um, I suppose shadow banks like Chime that aren't a bank but they're still um, behaving like one. And then we're looking at how that's actually pushing up to business banking services. If we look at the UK again, we saw consumer banks really take root and then your Monzo's, your Starlings, your Cash Plus, your Tide, all of those um, banks transitioned to to business banking and started putting pressure on the incumbents to really up their game in their product offering. We're seeing the start of that in the US. The other thing that we really like about the US is change is often driven by market demand as opposed to what's happening in Australia where we're really looking at reforming regulation first before we see the products come to life. That has its benefits long term. 
you have a much more robust, protective and equal ecosystem for people to participate in. In the US, it's almost the opposite. And we saw that with their open data. So Plaid, Finicity and companies like that really drove their open data market. And now we're starting to see some regulation potentially come in. So we like that because there's a lot more propensity for a bank to go, look, this is a great solution. Let's work, um, you know, with this partner to bring it to life. We don't need to wait for regulation to help us do that. And then we've got a much bigger addressable market under that. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a a wider pathway for growth. I don't know if that answers the question or it just opens It's a great answer, actually, Simone. And look, it's a one that kind of, I think, really summarizes you know where we're you know the almost the malaise i would say that we're in here in australia and the industry and it's kind of you know it's something that keeps me awake at night to be honest right when i think of the advancements that we've made and the progress that we've made and over the last 12 months it just seems like it's been dismantled you know week by week Mm -hmm. um and i think you know the uh, you know and I, i put this post up last week on linkedin which i think you kind of put a little heart to which was around entrepreneurs don't look to government to solve problems. And unfortunately, we're kind of in this, you know, vicious cycle of looking to the government and regulators to give us the green light. You know, totally. And, yeah. And it's it's such a dilemma, right? Because I think, yes, I think there's some inertia there at the moment. Um, and we're almost a victim of our own success. Yeah. So um, the way that our CDR rolled out and even the way that services like Pay2 rolled out really gave a shot in the arm to the foundation layer. Um, so everyone's switched on, everyone's connected. When I say everyone, I mean banks in this, in this respect. That's good. But now we almost need to go, okay, the foundations are set. What's the next thing that we can do bilaterally? How can we creatively work with these foundations um, to drive more function services adoption? That's really, really hard. Yeah. But fintechs are kind of geared up to do really, really hard things. So, yeah, victim of our own success. Um, We also, in fairness, had a change of government. We've had Treasury really split focus on a few things. So hopefully towards the back half of this year into next year, we'll see some more activity that will stimulate some more products and services. I also think people are being, um, you know, understandably conservative with runway at the moment. And when you're being conservative with one with runway, it's really hard to um, take a shot that's kind of like a long shot around the outside. Yeah, look, and it's, unfortunately, you know, it's it's not it's not being pessimistic. It's not being negative. It's just being factual, right? Pragmatic. Yeah, totally. Funding is down, and we're losing talent as well. The two yeah. things that you need are money and talent to yeah. to build businesses and and solve problems. And yeah. I think that's kind of you know they're, they're kind of. Uh, you know, call to arms that we've got now is I think it's, you know, another six to 12 months, you know, I think of really bunkering down as, yeah. as you said and coming out the other end and look, it will bounce back. It always does. And it, it always does. Higher. Yeah. Maybe we're being unfair. Maybe we're actually in the eye of the hurricane as far as what fintechs in Australia are doing. That really weird calm bit. Yeah. Before we hit the next. Yeah. Look, I, 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 activity. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm optimistic, right? And 12 months ago, I was pessimistic. And I was pessimistic because I could see all of the signals that I've seen prior to the GFC, prior to the dot-com crash. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to kind of, you know, be a downer. It was like, 
get set, you know, get braced. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. have a crash, right? Get the storm they, shutters yeah. up. Where yeah, yeah exactly. Look, I've I've experienced that in my business over the last twelve months. Now yeah. I'm starting to see things come back, and the great thing is, you know, when you look at the higher execs and boards, right? That's the catalyst to yes. changes coming. Yeah. The signal flag. You're almost like the Oracle, Dexter. People should come to. Yeah, the Oracle. Yeah. <laughs> if, if only I could apply that Oracle lens to my investment portfolio. <laughs> well, you, you can't be choosy with your gifts, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, was it? You know, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, very funny. But Dexter, you'll be at Intersect this year, won't you? Yeah, so I will actually. Um, but smart man. I'm only doing the Wednesday because on the Thursday, um, everybody is wiped out. So I'm going to go Wednesday, um, go full of beans and then, uh, yeah, back home yeah. on the Thursday. <laughs> well, I'm flying back to Australia for Intersect. I wouldn't miss it this year. So I look forward to seeing you there yeah, as well. It's going to be a big one this year. Yeah. Well, it was big, right? It's, it's every yeah. ever bigger, ever bigger. Yeah, you got my first one was 2018, right? So I kind of remember the... I remember that. That was um, down in the Docklands. Yeah. yeah. Goodness me, how far yeah. we've come. <laughs> we have. Yeah. Actually, that was, that was the week where I, I actually think it was the, you know, that, that was the pivot point for Australian fintech because we had Cybos that week in Sydney as well. We did. And look, for Fintech Australia, that was a really interesting intersect. It had come at the end of a period of quite a lot of turbulence and yeah. it was a miracle that intersect went ahead that yeah. year, even in the small form that it did. Um, and, you know, it's kind of a nice little, um, you know, an allegorical tale for fintech in general in Australia, I think. Yeah. There are, you know, we're going to come through it. And the um, the benefit of coming through a phase like we're in at the moment, the eye of the storm or whatever it is, whether you're waiting for regulation or waiting for funding, um, it rusts on your resilience and your yeah. um, ability to overcome, which, you know, is absolutely critical to having a successful fintech. If you don't have any grit, there's no yeah. problems. So. And look, you know, the kind of the great thing is as well, everybody who's around is serious and committed. Totally. Yeah, and yes. in it for the long term. Yeah, there's uh, no tourists in this market yeah, now. So. <laughs> well, talking of Intersect, um, here's your opportunity to give a plug. Where can people get tickets? Uh, you need to go to Intersect, Google Intersect, or look on the Fintech Australia website. That's fintechaustralia.org. I highly recommend if you want to come that you do that quickly because we sold out very quickly last year and there were people trying to beg, borrow and steal tickets. I could not even get a ticket, spare ticket, right? <laughs> no, exactly. So don't don't miss out, particularly if you are sort of thinking about, oh, how am I going to get through this this next phase? It's actually, I can't think of a better networking opportunity than yeah. what FinTech represents. So. Now, as I mentioned in the intro as well, we're listened to in 40 countries. North America is one of them. Mm. We get investors, we get great talent listening to this show. Anybody's interested in paper plane, Aussie, US, what's the best way for them to find out more? You can go to paperplane.com. That's P-A-Y-P-A-P-L-A-N-E. Or you can um, look me up on LinkedIn, Simone Joyce. Simone, it's been fantastic to chat to you. I look forward to seeing you at Intersect. Yeah, I'm kind of. I am going to miss you, which is weird, right? Because you're in Brisbane, I'm in Newcastle. We only ever see each other at Intersect, anyway. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. Well, I'll see you at Intersect. <laughs> <laughs> but 
you know, you're going to be in, you're going to be in North America. So I, I don't know why that's making a difference, but somehow it is. I, I think it's, I think what it's down to is, first of all, I know what it's like to give everything up and start again in a new country. And I think second of all, you know, you're just somebody who I really consider a friend and it's just fantastic to see, you know, you, you, you and your mission and your family and your business just going from strength to strength. Um, and that, you know, that's a reason why I dub you the superwoman of fintech. Oh, Dexter, thank you. I'm going to miss you too. And, um, if you ever, you know, feel like a little holiday to New York, I will be personally offended if you don't look me up and ask yeah. if I can accommodate yeah, you. Well, and, and very well be on the cards. <laughs> we'll have to do a fintech chat live from New York. On a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be Friday. Well, it'll be, oh, it'll be Sunday for Aussies, won't it? Yeah, I just want to be able to say live from New York, it's FinTech Chatter. <laughs> Madison Square Gardens. <laughs> I mean, I'm big, right? We'll stand outside. <laughs> I, I might just get a background that looks like Madison Square Gardens. <laughs> Good luck with everything and thanks for joining me. Thanks, Dexter. As always, folks, you can connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter. If you're new to the show, make sure to give us a follow on your favorite podcast player. And if you like what we do, please consider leaving us a review. It really helps me elevate and share great news and great founders like Simone to the fintech family. Until the next episode, keep well. Fintech Chatter is produced by Tier 1 People leaders in fintech executive search. We'll find world-class leadership talent to build world-class fintech ventures. And you can find us at tier1people.com.